Welcome, everybody. You are listening to The Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Gill. Hey team, and welcome to another episode of the Life of an Educator podcast. My name is Matthew Duick. I'm the host of this podcast, and I want to thank you for listening in today, wherever you find yourself. Thanks for jumping in and wanting to be a part of this journey that we find ourselves on together. Last episode, we jumped into our new year of 2024, and I talked about preparation for exams, and so... If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, I would encourage you to pause this one, go listen to that one, and then jump back into this one after that. I also want to remind you that next episode, we are going to wrap up season three as we come to the end of our semester one here in the Manitoba education system. And as you know now is routine, we end off each season with Mr. Duick on the hot seat. And so round three is coming up next time, episode number 11 of season three. And so if you have any questions that you would like me to answer, anything that you want me to answer that you're curious about, uh, send me a message, contact me, and I would love to answer it next episode episode 11 of season 3, and I look forward to answering questions that you have. Today we're going to jump into an episode I'm really excited about, and it is because it's talking about teachable moments. And I would say as an educator, taking advantage of teachable moments for me personally is one of probably the highlights of my job. I love when teachable moments come. I love when I get to take advantage of them. And I love to see the results of sharing and and then seeing the results of the teachable moments. And so let's start with how do you look for them? Where do they come from? And this is interesting to me because I don't think that you can. I think that you want to be aware that moments are going to come. I think that you need to be flexible for when they do come. And I think that you need to be ready for them, that they can come at any time, that they can come when you least expect them. But I don't think that teachable moments come when we try and orchestrate them to come. I don't think that they come when we try and force them. And I don't think that they come when we try and schedule them. I think that teachable moments come simply because something happens, whether planned or unplanned, but in whatever we are doing, in our lesson, in the teaching, in a student's question, in an action, in something that occurs, that's when teachable moments appear. And so do we look for them? I look for them all the time. But I don't plan for them. I don't schedule them. I don't have time planned out in my lesson for them. I simply are looking for them. How are you looking for them? What are you looking for? Well, I think that each person is going to take advantage of different teachable moments. And this is based on our personalities. This is based on the values that we have. This is based on our beliefs. This is based on our philosophies. Everyone is going to see different teachable moments in different actions and different occurrences. And so I think that 
you know, for me as an educator, as a math teacher, my teachable moments are going to be different than maybe a parent's teachable moment or maybe a principal's teachable moment or a coach's teachable moment or a friend's teachable moment, right? All of these teachable moments are going to be different. And that's great. That's totally okay. That's because we're all different. It's because we have different personalities. It's because we have different philosophies. It's a good thing. I think that as people, we learn different things from different people. What I teach as a math teacher, both in teachable moments and in curriculum, is very, very different than what an English teacher will teach, both in teachable moments and curriculum. One, because the curriculum is obviously very different, but also because we have different personalities. Our moments that we want to stop and pause at are going to be different. I think it's key, though, that we take advantage of teachable moments when they come. I know that in every given day, there are so many moments that we can pause and that we can make a teachable moment from. And I'm not saying that we have the luxury or even the desire to pause every single time a teachable moment occurs. You need to be strategic of when you pause to make a teachable moment. And that's because if you pause every single time a teachable moment can occur, it loses its value. It loses its oomph. It loses its attention from, for me, the students, for, as a parent, the child, as a coach, the players, you lose the importance when you make every single moment a teachable moment. A teachable moment has to stand separate, above the other moments that just happen, right? When I'm teaching my class, there's a routine that has been set by me as the teacher. The students come in. We say good morning or afternoon. I ask everyone how their day is, right? This is all coming back from the beginning of season three. Then I review with the class and then we jump into new content, right? And so that's a routine that's been established. Everyone knows what to expect. And so when a teachable moment comes, when I pause from that routine, when I pause from the schedule that the students can expect and rely on, all of a sudden, now there's something different. There's a moment that I am taking out of the norm and I'm going to say something. And so ideally, the student's interest gets perked. They come along with me for this teachable moment because it's different from the norm. It's different from the standard routine. There's the balance there, right? We don't want to take advantage of every single teachable moment that will arise because you could make anything into a teachable moment if you really tried, right? But you also don't want to do any, right? Because then there's never anything else but the curriculum. There's never anything else but the content. And remembering that if you've listened to all of the episodes or a large portion of the episodes, you realize that there's a balance between, yes, academia and academics and teaching content, but I believe education and teachers have a big, big portion of their job is to build relationships and to teach life skills and to teach students how to see their full potential and how to learn life skills that are going to make them the best human beings possible. And this is where those teachable moments come in. This is where we get to pause the academics for a second and talk about 
how to be the best people that we can be. So take advantage of it. Stop the lesson, which I know for some is going to be hard because especially for myself, I'm a, I'm a math teacher. And so there's lots of content. There's lots of material to cover. And so sometimes I have a hard time to pause the schedule for a second and to take advantage of a teachable moment. But I've never, ever regretted it. Teachable moments are so valuable. They are so precious. They are so needed. They are so desired by the students, the players, the children that you are teaching to, your friends, your coworkers, right? Teachable moments aren't just for adolescents. They're for all people. We all need teachable moments in our life. And so no matter where you find yourself, whatever title you would give yourself, take advantage of them, look for them, and embrace them. I think that we need to get excited when teachable moments come. I know for me, when I reflect on my day as I'm walking from my classroom to my car, as I'm traveling on my commute home, that's when I reflect and I'm so thankful for the teachable moments that came. Well, to be thankful, we need to embrace them and we need to take advantage of them when they come. And so, you know, sometimes we can get so caught in our lesson plan. We can get so caught in the schedule. We can get so caught in the content that we forget that it's okay to pause. It's okay to take a break and take a step away from the notes, away from the essay, away from the assignment, away from the video, and to embrace whatever teachable moment is arising. Maybe it's a teachable moment about being respectful. Maybe it's a teachable moment about doing our best. Maybe it's a teachable moment about being confident. Maybe it's a teachable moment about not being mediocre, but pushing forward and giving it all that we have. Maybe it's a teachable moment about not giving up. Maybe it's a teachable moment about studying or about showcasing what we've learned. I don't know. There's so many. I mean, the sky's the limit of what a teachable moment could be, right? But if we don't embrace it, we're never going to stop for it. If we don't embrace it, we're never going to take advantage of it. If we don't embrace these moments, we're never going to look for them. And whoever our audience is, is never going to receive them. They're never going to experience them. And so we need to ensure that whoever our audience is, whatever authority we have, yes, we want to do the job that we've been assigned to do, but you need to look for teachable moments. I'm not a parent myself, but I know for parents, especially when you're raising young children, specifically toddlers and elementary school children, the teachable moments are endless. And you're always going to be able to pause whatever fun is happening and to just look at your child and say, hey, did you realize that? Did you see that? Isn't it so cool that in the same way that, you know, this situation happens, we can also see this in our family or in your brother and sister, right? Fill in the blank. But Teachable moments are everywhere. And we see it a lot, yes, with parents and young children. I see it a lot as a teacher to my students. But I hope that you can also see it as adults, as friend to friend, as coworker to coworker, as boss to employee. We can take advantage of people in terms of sharing these moments that we 
discover because of our own intuition. I'm hoping that there's a trust factor in our relationships. I'm hoping that there's an honest factor in our relationships so that when we take advantage and we embrace these teachable moments, they don't come off as egotistical. They don't come off as, oh, you think you're so much better than I am. They don't come off as snobby, but they can come off as, oh, wow, that's so cool. Thanks for caring. Thanks for taking the time to share. Thanks for embracing this moment and actually taking the time to care and share it with me. I know for me, teachable moments come all the time in my lessons, but they also come in my just chatting with students, whether it's at lunch hour or whether it's at breaks or whether it's just talking about a grade. I love those the best. You know, students are always very, very eager to come and see what grade they got on a previous checkpoint or assessment. And for a lot of my students, they are expecting or wanting a 95, 98, or dare I say 100%. And, you know, that is a high achievement to reach. And so they don't always get there. And in my classroom, a 70% or higher, they will receive a sticker on their assessment. And so sometimes a student who's expecting a 98 or 100 will come and ask for their assessment to take a look at it and see what they got. And I will say before I even give it back to them, I I will give them a high five and I will say, well done, you are awesome or some kind of encouragement. And then they will look at their assessment and they only got an 85 or a 90. And you can see the expression in their face that, you know, is not exactly what they were looking for. They were looking for that 95, that 98 or 100. And I will say to them, honestly, I will say, what's wrong? You got a sticker. You're on target. You've got it. You achieved the outcome. You understand the concept that was taught. But of course, that's not enough for them. They still are looking for that 95, 98, or 100%. And so I'll say to them, you know, did you try your best? And they often will say yes. I will ask them if they've studied. And for those who are getting 98 to 100%, they will often say yes. And I will say, look, and I will show them all of their simple mistakes. And they're all just simple errors. They're, none of them are concept errors. None of them are big calculation errors. They're just little itty-bitty things that every human being make, including myself as the teacher. And so I'll share all of this and say, well done. You did the best that you could because you did your best. You studied and you understand the concept. So be proud. Be content with the mark that you got. And I'm trying to show them in this in this moment that a hundred percent is not the goal. And this is a big, you know, take that is very different than what maybe education usually is or what the world would maybe look at. But one hundred percent is not the goal. I don't care if I never give a hundred percent in a math course. What I want is students to try their best. What I want is for students to understand math and to have fun doing it and to embrace math as something that they can excel in and to grow confidence in. And also while doing that, to grow in problem solving, to grow in independence, to grow in respect, to grow in an understanding of concepts 
to grow in study habits, to grow as people who work together, to grow as students who can respond to a teacher authority figure, to grow in organizational skills, to grow in showing their work. And the list can go on and on. And so do I care that they got 100? No. Do I emphasize with them that, you know, they could have got 95? Sure. But they got a 90. They did their best. There's nothing to be sad about. And we smile and I give them another high five and they go on their way. And I know that this is a hard concept to get through to them. But I could have just given them their assessment and let them walk away and not engage with them. But it's taking the pause into having those moments where, one, I'm having conversation and I'm having connection with my student. And that already is a win. But then I'm taking it to another level and creating a teachable moment that hopefully can encourage them to give them confidence to touch and impact their day. The funny thing is, and this is really what makes me smile, is often that 90%, we talk about it, and guess what? It still drives them to do better the next time. And so I haven't crushed their dreams. All I've said is, Continue to work hard, continue to do your best, to continue to be confident. The funny part is, oftentimes, the next assessment comes around and they're sitting at their 98 and 100%. And so they're continuing to strive for excellence. They're continuing to put in their best effort. And that's a win. Now, I'm going to take this and flip it with some students who, you know, are satisfied with the minimum. And this has always been a pet peeve of mine. This is a struggle for me as a teacher because I want to demand excellence. I want to demand the best. But some students just are okay with scraping by with that 50%. But this is where I can take that teachable moment in the same way. Because I will have students who come and ask for their mark and they will get it and they will say something to me like, yes, I got my 50 And I will challenge them in that and say, 50? That's it? That's all? And they'll kind of look back at me and say, what do you mean? And I'll say, is 50 a pass? And they'll say, yes. And I'll say, was 50 your best? And they'll say, well, I probably could do better. And then I ask if they studied and they will most likely say no. And then I will tell them and teach them about the fact that it doesn't matter that it's a 50. I said a 50 is simply because the Manitoba government makes that the baseline, makes that the benchmark. But I said there's a reason why I give you a sticker for 70% or above. It's because I want you to pursue excellence. I want you to do your best. I want you to be the best that you can be. And you've just admitted to me that 50% is not your best. You've just admitted to me that you can do better than that. So I says, why are we being content? Why are we celebrating and giving a fist pump for reaching a minimum? No one wants to be minimum. No one wants to be mediocre. And so I challenge them and say, I want you to do your best. I want you to get a 70 if that's what you're capable of. I want you to get an 80 if that's what you're capable of. And I use this moment to teach students that your best is what's required. Your best is good enough. Whether it's a 98 but only getting a 90, or whether it's a 50 but realizing that a student is capable of much higher. Now, those are two teachable moments in an academic world. But I'm hoping that as I'm sharing these stories, you're thinking about your life and thinking about the people you have influence in and with. 
and you're thinking about the teachable moments that you can take advantage of, that you're thinking about the teachable moments that you can embrace, that you're thinking about the teachable moments that you can look for, the people that you get to be in contact with on a regular basis, that you can share stories, wisdom, and moments with that will impact someone's day, that will help them to become a better person. I love teachable moments. I love taking advantage of them. I love sharing and seeing the results of just little nuggets here and there being able to influence someone's day. Some moments will come and pass by and the impact will be little. But I know that when we continue to embrace, when we continue to look for them, when we continue to take advantage of them, there are some moments that will impact someone's life so greatly It will change the trajectory of their life. It will change how they impact the rest of their day. It will change how they approach the rest of their day or week or month. So don't think that these moments are just moments. Yes, they're 60 seconds. Yes, they're two minutes long. They're not long in terms of time, but they are so impactful and important. And so I don't want you to think that these moments can just be forgotten about and can just be passed by that someone else will take advantage remembering that every person has unique teachable moments based on their personalities their philosophies their beliefs and so don't let someone else be the reason you don't take advantage of the moment that is given to you look for them embrace them take advantage of them i promise you you will not be mistaken, that you will not regret it, that you will be glad you took advantage of it. And again, don't worry about the result, but share the moments that are given to you. For some, it will be a moment that comes and goes that had little impact, but there will be some that will be so huge, that will be so impactful, that it will change that person forever. And so I love teachable moments. I hope this was an encouragement to you. I'm pretty sure that I said teachable moments way too many times in this episode. Uh, About halfway through the episode, I'm like, I am saying this word or this phrase way too much. But uh, I hope you can get over that and that this was an encouragement to take advantage, to embrace them, to look for them. And I would love to hear about maybe some teachable moments that you have had or that you have seen or heard or whatnot. Share them with me. I would love to hear about them. We're back in two weeks. Last episode of season three, believe it or not. It's Mr. Duick on the hot seat. Round three. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to answer my students and your questions that you are curious about. So be sure to come back and to engage in two weeks time. Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. is when the episode releases. And I look so forward to Uh, being with you again in two weeks time thanks so much for listening to the life of an educator i hope this helps you just get a little bit more insight of the life of an educator bye-bye everybody